Thank you so much for downloading our podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way. We're from Compass Catholic Ministries. We're dedicated to helping you discover smarter ways to manage your money. Whether you're in debt or free of debt, we have the resources to help you reach your financial goals and to live with a sense of joy and contentment. You can learn more how we can help. Simply check out our website, compasscatholic.org. My name is Steve Holbrook, and I'm joined today, as always, by the co-founders of Compass Catholic Ministries, John and Evelyn Bean. Well, you can search the internet looking for articles that will help you save money on some of those monthly bills that you have. Well, today, John and Evelyn are going to share some of the best ideas from these articles and their own personal experiences. And a number of these actions you can put into place today. So, John, tell us what you and Evelyn found in some of these articles. Many of the suggestions we found were promoting websites or businesses that help you make the change, which is a good thing, but they were more about the benefit that they would get from you making a decision to use their website or their app. Or You got to be careful. Well, many of those ideas sound like a good idea when you just take it at a high level. But when you dig deep into the details, they may do more financial harm than good unless you do the math. Yeah, you really need to sit down and, and understand uh, exactly what it's going to do, not just to your monthly budget, but also to your long-term financial wellness. And um, I thought, Steve, that we could do a, an example using a mortgage because, you know, the mortgage interest rates have come down and mm-hmm. If, if anybody's had their house for five years or 10 years or something like that, they're probably paying uh, a percent or 2% higher than what the rates are today. But if you, you really have to, to uh, go through the math in vo- multiple iterations in order to really fully understand it. So I did some examples for us so that we could kind of take a look at that and understand. These are examples. They're not going to apply necessarily to your specific situation. You know, it really makes a difference if your mortgage is a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage or some iteration that's different than that. So this is based on the idea that a lot of websites are promoting refinance your mortgage and you can cut your monthly bills, which is true, but there's other implications to that. Exactly, exactly. In fact, in this first example, and uh, the the other thing I want to mention to everybody is we have a refinance calculator. I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. It's on the website, compasscatholic.org, and you can plug in your numbers Uh, as they exist today, and then you can plug in the new numbers and you can play with it and you can go from 30 to 15 years and you can change the interest rate and all that kind of stuff. And the calculator is great whether you're refinancing or purchasing a first-time home. Yes. I mean, the calculators are great to play around. Or pay down. Yeah, pay down, exactly. We're going to assume for the purposes of this illustration that you've got a 30-year loan and you bought your house 10 years ago the loan amount was 200000 and the interest rate was 45 which 10 years ago, that was a pretty good interest rate because the value of the house uh, was about 220 You still have PMI in there, so their PMI payment on that $200,000 loan is $83. So the monthly payment is $1,338, and you've paid off 10 years, 120 payments. So that's what exists today. 
your mortgage payment is $1,338, and you want to reduce your mortgage payment. Here's the first scenario that I did. We'll do a new loan for 30 years at 3.5%. Sounds good. Yes. Your PMI is over because you've been able to, to pay that. Do you think you ought to explain what PMI is? Well, PMI is private mortgage insurance. So if your equity is less than 20%, you're charged 1% of the loan value until your, your equity is greater than 20%. If you take the new loan value, which instead of 200000 now is down to 157568 3.5%, the new monthly payment is $1,008. You're able to reduce your payment by $330. So why is that not a good deal? Well, the difference is you've already paid 10 years. Oh, and it's a third And now year. you're oh. stretching it out for 30 more years. Yeah. And if you're not paying attention, the lenders will do that because they know you want to get a lower monthly payment. So they'll stretch it out. And what happens in, in this kind of scenario is that over the course of that loan, the next 30 years, it's going to cost you almost $26,000 more in interest payments. Even though I'm saving, saving. You're, you're saving $330 a month. But it's still going to cost me that much more in total. But in the total long run, twenty-six grand more. So this is why you're recommending to do the math before you just jump in and refinance absolutely you got to look at it and you got to look at all the different alternatives you know when i saw that i said oh you know 330 that's great but twenty six thousand extra yeah. not so great i've already paid down 10 years so on my current mortgage i've only got 20 years left what happens if we on the new loan we get a 15 year loan so I'll be able to reduce the number of payments by five years, 60 payments. Interest rate at 3.5%, the same one as the other example. Now my monthly payment goes up to 1426 So it's $88 higher. I think a lot of people would just reject that mm -hmm. out of hand. I, you know, I'm trying to reduce my monthly payment, and now you're telling me you want me to spend $88 more a month. But here's the kicker. It's only for 15 months, or excuse me, 15 years. That's a reduction of five years of payments. And in fact, you're going to spend $26,000 less in the long term over the next 15 years. If you do one versus the other, there's a total of $52,000 delta there. Mm -hmm. So you really need to look at what your payment would be in total for your current mortgage, what it is for the the 30-year loan with a lower monthly payment what it is for a 15-year loan with a little bit of a higher monthly payment and right. see which one benefits right. you in the long term right if you're just trying to lower your monthly payments that's a that's a good thing to work towards but if it's going to cost you a ton of money over the next 30 years I don't not so sure that that's a great idea now do you or Evelyn do you have an opinion my, I'm buying a home for the first time, whether to do 15 or 30 years. 
I would say, depending on if you're a young couple or not, that you should do a 30-year loan and then aggressively pay it off in 15 years. So make additional monthly payments. Make additional or, monthly yeah. payments because that gives you the best of both worlds. If you run into trouble, if there's another pandemic, if there's something that goes bump in the night that you can't make those larger monthly payments on a 15-year mortgage, you still have the option to cut back and only pay the 30-year mortgage mm-hmm. payment. But if you're aggressively paying it off, then you're reducing the number of years you're going to have it. The key to that is discipline. You have to be disciplined to make those monthly payments. And what I've seen, and in fact, it happened to us more than once because we would do some, I mean, you know, we've bought nine houses. We've, we've got a, a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of mortgage experience. <laughs> um, is you, you start out and you're just totally invigorated by putting down an extra $100 or $250 or whatever the amount every month until something happens. Mm -hmm. And whatever that something is, maybe you're just going to go on vacation. You say, I need that money for vacation, and you don't do it. So once you don't do it the first time, then it becomes much easier not to do it next month. And then if you don't do it the following, you're out of the habit. Mm-hmm. No more discipline. And, you know, now you're not going to get it paid off in 15 years. But don't you think that that's like the crux of the problem is that everybody looks at the monthly or the daily or the weekly payment without looking at the long term? I mean, we talk about this all the time with a fancy coffee on the way to work. $5 a day. That doesn't sound like much, but it's over $1,000 a year. So I think if you would, if people would take seriously extrapolating out what that small payment is over a long period of time, it would really make a difference in how they thought about buying some of those things or getting into debt. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that, Evelyn. And, and I think the other thing that is when you're refinancing, it's so easy to do uh, and people get caught up in, you know, increasing their bankroll. And so they'll do a cash out. Oh, you mean okay. like take the equity out? Take some equity out. Well, that's not a good idea. <laughs> No, I'm not promoting it. Trust me. (laughs) Okay. Just want to make sure you're on the right side of the law. (laughs) That was not a good idea. That's a disclaimer. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Steve. It's not a good idea. Okay. Because now you're pulling equity out. It's going to take that much longer to get the house paid off. And what are you going to do with that money? Are you going to, you know, a lot of people want to pay off credit cards. That's what they think that they're going to do is they're going to pay off their credit cards. Um, We're going to talk about that later in the next section, so I'm not going to go into that too much now. But uh, it's not a good idea. Well, then if you take the equity out, you back to the PMI payments, right? Private mortgage insurance payments. Potentially. Potentially. It depends on what the value of the house is today compared to the loan amount. You know, uh, in the example, the house was today's value $220,000. So 20% of 220000 is forty four. So you're going to have to... Uh, go down to mm, what in the 175, 176, something Mm -hmm. like that to get to that point. So there is a little bit of room to play there, but um, that's just such a bad idea that you really don't want to. It's almost like taking money out of your long-term savings. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's really no way of of putting that money back in except to make a lump sum. But where are you going to get that lump sum? You already didn't have the lump sum and, and, it's that's just a bad idea, and we definitely don't recommend that. So the the whole crux to this discussion has been: 
work through all the different examples, do three or four or five or six different scenarios before you make up your mind to make sure that you're going to do the right thing. The point is when you see or hear ads that say, we can reduce your monthly payments, look at the big picture. What will that refinance loan cost you long term? This is Manage Your Money God's Way, presented by Compass Catholic Ministries. And as we mentioned earlier, we have calculators available for you to use, several related to loan payments, or there's a great one in there on how much home you actually can afford. One on refinancing your home, but check out these calculators. They're free and available at compasscatholic.org. In the navigational section up top, just click on resources and you'll see the word calculators. Today, John and Evelyn are sharing ideas that will save you money on a number of your monthly bills. So, John, let's get into saving money on insurance. We all see the ads that say the same thing, that we can save you money on your insurance. Or on the Internet, when you enter your data, it gives you hundreds and hundreds of quotes. You're right. You can do that. And it doesn't matter whether it's life insurance or um, health insurance or car insurance or... um, Homeowners. Homeowners insurance, you know. You can get it all that way. But I think the the difficult thing is you got to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples. And you got to know the quality of the insurance company. You don't want any bad apples, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> if we kind of look at, at each one individually. The, the other thing I don't like about doing those those things where you... You plug in your, you know, vital information and, and then you come back with 50,000 responses is you're going to get 25,000 phone calls. No, I think you're going to get 75,000 phone calls. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, fresh meat. <laughs> so I really kind of shy away from those. But um, the thing is that uh, especially on, on, well, on, on all these insurances, car insurance and homeowners can be a little bit more complicated than just straight life insurance. But um, you got to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples. Like on your car insurance, if you've got uh, 100, 300, or 250, 500, or uh, you know, whatever the coverage is, you've got to make sure that you know it almost, and I hate to say <gasps> this. I know what's coming. It's a spreadsheet, isn't it? A spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> you need a spreadsheet. Actually, you do. I agree. <laughs> In order to make sure that that you've got everything that your current policy covers, you have it listed a line item for each one, and then on the companies that you're um, getting quotes from, then you can put them in a column and go right down the line and, and compare what what's going to happen. I think that um, one of the articles we read said, if you haven't compared car insurance in the past six months, you're paying too much money. I think six months might be a, a little bit short on the time, but definitely if you haven't done it in a year, you're probably paying too much on, on your car insurance uh, and or potentially your homeowner's insurance. And uh, I want to talk about bundling them in just a minute, but... Um, the thing that the insurance companies do, and I've changed two or three times over the last 10 years, not every year, uh, but uh, and every time I'm able to reduce the annual premium by four or five or six hundred dollars the first year. So they ought to be giving us money soon. Well, the thing of it is they, you know, every year 
Oh, after the first year, then it go, keeps going up. They increase yeah. it, and then they increase it, and so then it's they like a increase yo-yo. it. Yeah, it is. It really is. And the other thing I think you have to really pay attention to is uh, payment on claims. Yes. Uh, I mean, you may be getting one heck of a deal, but they may be slow or non-existent with claims. I find when I get those kind of quotes, I go online and look at reviews. Oh, good idea. And that's normally the number one biggest negative is the lack of payment on claims. And, and I think that's really important on both your car insurance and your homeowner's insurance. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can, you know, there's with the weather being so crazy anymore, there's so much chance for a tornado or a hailstorm or you know, Wind. a big windstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, or a hurricane. Hurricanes, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, and even, you know, we live in Florida, and so we get a lot of that kind of stuff. And I can remember uh, after hurricanes when people just aren't getting paid. You know, the the, the companies just go belly up, and and uh, because they didn't have the depth of of uh, backing that they need to be able to sustain that kind of a situation. Well, there was one hurricane season. I don't even remember which one it was. Now there's been so many of them where we had blue tarp on all the roofs in Central Florida here for. It that almost was, seemed like a year. That was 2004. We had three back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah. yeah that and was, that's when yeah. a lot of the major insurance companies pulled out of the state. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that it really makes a, a difference about the strength of the company that you're going to deal with. And, you know, there are uh, three or four companies that continually, year after year after year after year, receive outstanding grades for the strength of the company their customer service, their uh, payment on losses and, and things like that. Um, I'm not going to name names because, you know, you never know which one in your area is going to be the better company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's important, I think, that you check them out uh, on your car insurance and your homeowner's insurance. Put that uh, spreadsheet together, list everything you've got, and then make sure you get a, uh, an amount against every line from the quotations that you're getting. And that's the important part. Go line by line, not the total, but line by line what you're paying. And it is a good idea to sit down with your agent once a year and go through line by line your current coverage and what you may be missing or what they can reduce. And the other thing that I think that some people don't do, and it surprises me when I hear about it, almost every insurance company out there will bundle Mm -hmm your homeowners and your car insurance, and they give you a discount for doing that. So if you've got uh, your homeowners with company A and you've got your car insurance with company B and they're totally separate companies, you need to take a look at uh, bundling them together. We just did that with a woman who needed homeowners insurance and because her son who lives with her has a car, she was able to get her premiums reduced by 12% because they bundled. That's a good good percentage. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I heard that bundling saves you money. I didn't know how much, so I was very surprised when they came back with twelve percent. And I think some companies the percentage is even higher. Wow. I, in my mind, twelve percent isn't as much as it. Especially have been. for those that have multiple cars or even like an RV or a trailer, you can bundle all that and save additional, save additional money. So the other insurance that we mentioned as we started this segment was life insurance. It's amazing. I think everybody knows that they need life insurance. 
but they really don't understand how much life insurance they need. There's a lot of different kinds of policies. There's policies that, that are just pure insurance. They're called term insurance. And there's other policies, and they come in all kinds of flavors that uh, have some type of a cash value, a cash savings, a cash investment uh, tied to them. And it depends on what your situation is and what you're trying to accomplish. But, you know, the typical family probably needs anywhere from three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand all the way up to over a million dollars worth of insurance now when you say typical family you mean mom dad and a couple kids right right Um, the other thing that people don't take into account is if the wife is working or not people will get insurance on the husband especially if the wife doesn't work they'll insure the husband but they won't put any insurance on the wife but if something happens to the wife and you've got children who's going to take care of those children in the daytime who's going to be there when they get home from school who's going to cook their meals you know if dad's out working from from uh, you know seven or eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night he's going to have to spend a lot of money getting the house clean, getting the meals cooked, making sure the kids are taken care of. And people don't take that into uh, account, and they need to do that. So that goes whether the husband or the wife is the primary right, breadwinner. I was going to mention that. You know, it's, it's the other breadwinner. The other person in the family yes. needs the insurance for Absolutely. what they do at the, in the house. Absolutely. So you need to make sure that both parents are covered in a two-parent household. And the idea of having life insurance for your child. I don't believe in it. So take that premium and purchase it for the stay-at-home mom or dad. Or just increase the amount of insurance on the primary breadwinner. Yeah, because, you know, the difference in cost between the policies, between, you know, on a million-dollar policy, let's just say, or a $750,000 policy, the difference in cost is dramatic between the various types of insurance. And you need to get a quote. You need to understand what the cost is and understand the difference And at a young age, a million-dollar policy is extremely affordable. Yes, it is. Now, obviously, as you get older, 45, 50, it becomes extremely expensive. But you don't need as much insurance as you you get older. Well, and that's the the point where most people make the mistake is they don't buy enough in the early years when they really need it, and they buy more in the later years when they can afford it. But they don't need it. But they're closer to dying, so they can, you know. Yeah. So let's talk about credit cards, because that's another area where... People are spending way too much money. You know, if you've got credit card debt, you're not paying off your credit card at the end of every month. You need to develop a plan to get that paid off because the interest that you're paying on those cards is just totally wasted money. You might as well drive down the road, throw dollar bills out the window. Okay, but I can look online and I get all kinds of offers for easy payoff for credit cards on a personal loan. So all these people want to give me a personal loan so I can pay off my credit card. So that's not good. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you changed your spending habits? You know, do you still go out and charge all kinds of, of things on your credit card every month and not pay them off at the end of the month? The way she paused, no. <laughs> you know I go shopping every day, John. <laughs> um, if you haven't changed the way you spend your money 
any of those kinds of things, getting a personal loan, taking a home equity loan against your house, you know, all those kinds of things are bad, bad, bad ideas because you're just going to go back out and your credit cards will be zero, but you've now you've got this personal note and now you're going to charge again on your credit cards and you just double your debt. So do the math. Do see the how math. much yes. see how much you would take out in the loan and how much you're going to rack up on the credit cards and see what your total amount of debt is on that one. Yeah, it's you know, if you don't do that, I, I, I like this analogy. It's like digging a hole in water. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one too. <laughs> so whether you're refinancing your home or maybe purchasing insurance or you're looking to consolidate a credit card debt, do your homework, do the math. Don't take it at face value. What you see, read or hear, if it sounds too good or it sounds easy, you know, maybe it is too good to be true. Look at the reviews. What are others saying about it? Talk to someone you respect that knows about finances. Evelyn has written a great blog on this topic of saving money on your monthly bills. You can read it. Simply go to compasscatholic.org. And before we leave you today, let's see if we can squeeze in a couple of emails. John and Evelyn, how can I give a tax-free cash gift to another person? A person can give $15,000 a year to as many people as he or she wants. The gift tax uh, is free in this case, up to $15,000. It's free both to the giver and to the receiver of the gift. And this can be a real blessing, especially if you're giving to children or grandchildren who are in need. All right, John and Evelyn, this one deals with paying for a wedding. Our daughter is getting married in one year, and we have two options to pay for it. One, take a home equity loan, or two, borrow from retirement funds. Which do you recommend? You know, it's really dangerous to jeopardize your financial future by paying for something short-term like a wedding. So I would decide, you and your husband need to decide, you and your wife need to decide how much you can afford for the wedding that's not going to jeopardize your financial future. I'd sit down with your daughter and her fiancé, Tell them what you can afford to spend, give them that amount, let them budget, and let them figure out how to make it work. But don't pay for the wedding because you're going to hurt yourself in the future. John and Evelyn, thank you so very much. If you have a financial challenge that you're experiencing and you'd like to hear some advice from John and Evelyn, they would love to help. Simply send your questions to askask at compasscatholic.org. That's ask at compasscatholic.org. Also, I'd love to tell you about our brand new YouTube channel. It's called Compass Catholic. Check it out. We have a weekly video series called Catholic Stewardship in Real Life, hosted by Caitlin Kano. Go to youtube.com, search for Compass Catholic, and to make it easy on the next time around, just subscribe. It's absolutely free. The weekly video is called Catholic Stewardship in Real Life. For John and Evelyn, thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to our podcast. Remember, we have a brand new podcast for you each and every Wednesday morning. All you have to do is go to compasscatholic.org, click on podcast, and there you have it. This is Manage Your Money God's Way. We're from Compass Catholic Ministries. Compass Catholic.